Good afternoon, everyone. It is Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. As always, a heartfelt thank you to all of our followers, both here in the United States and internationally. And I never fathomed um, when I ordered a MacBook off of Amazon or no, through the Apple Store and uh, three books off of Amazon on how to start a podcast and with no technological background whatsoever that, you know, at, at, at the uh, inspiration and suggestion of my, my best friend and father, who's one and the same, um, to do a podcast. And I appreciate um, the collective journey that you, you guys have decided to embark on with myself and Julie, whenever it floats, uh, she floats in, in the ether out there. So, uh, Today's topic, I, I've done the last several episodes on clinical topics, and, and there's again, there's no shortage of those and different ways to approach them. But Julie had shown me a, um, a, a video or a clip of the um, Northwestern University um, commencement. I'm not sure when it was, but um, the governor had... had on the commencement, and, and he said something which I thought was profound and would make a good topic for this episode. And what he he talked about kindness and cruelty, and they're you know they're they're part of the human experience. Um, and he said something again. I don't know if these are his words or he re was referencing someone else, but I thought this was what he said was, you know, the smartest person in the room is the kindest. And I thought, what what a, what a brilliant statement that that it was in, independent of race, of color, of political opinion, of religious affiliation. Um, uh, it 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 really you know struck me because I, I I try to live a life of, of kindness and and of gratitude and but in in, in in this field and especially doing psychopathology and, and diagnostics I've heard the stories of of cruelty sometimes very overt sometimes covert sometimes very passive but and I've seen the aftermath of cruelty. And is cruelty part of our genetic constitution? I, yeah, in, in a way, yes. It's part of our, it, it's an unevolved part of our, our, you know, I think physical or psychological or cognitive infrastructure because, it, you know, it, trace back in evolution, we had to make judgments. We had to make judgments about what was safe and what was not safe. And, you know, the inability to evolve from being cruel really kind of speaks to, you know, someone's, you know, credibility and, 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 and intelligence because, um, you know, Julie's brought this up before. I think it was Einstein, you know, do you want to choose to live in a, a, a hostile or, or, or peaceful environment? And, you know, we, you know, people are judgmental. And 
people we don't like things that we don't like things or we don't like people that don't think like we think that that don't eat the same foods have have the same religious beliefs um like the same music uh you know things that are different are not necessarily bad but i think when we approach them with a sense of judgment and of cruelty that is that is really a, a regressive state and it really shows a lack of of, of definitely of, of of emotional maturity because you know cruelty is is i think it's in some cases can can be evil and i think some people uh you know, I, I've worked with enough people who have been the victims or, or the subjects of, of rape or of trauma or of abuse or of discrimination. And, and the, the, these, these things leave lasting scars. We, and we, we have, uh, you know, diagnoses such as acute stress disorder or, or PTSD and, and, and depression and a whole variety of things. And, and the responses that the world gives to our, our our actions spoken or unspoken our our thoughts spoken or unspoken our beliefs spoken or unspoken uh shapes the infrastructure of who we are and who we continue to try to to, to develop to to become but kindness is 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 something that i is you know and i i'm not sitting here you know from from a pulpit you know, I've I've said my share of things that were that were probably mean and 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 you know and and you know whatever. Um, and, you know, you know, got Jesus, got Mother Teresa, um, but uh, you know, even Jesus got angry. I think he flipped the tables over in the synagogue when they were doing something there. But um, needless to say, I, I I think it's important to bring just to bring this to light because uh, we live in a very fractured world, at least from the lens by which I view events transpiring uh, from wars to uh, political opinions to name calling. And, and our, we've almost gravitated as a society to becoming uh, polarized and I, I've said before, you know, the, the, the blessing of, of doing this, you know, podcast is I have the pleasure of talking to people all across the globe. And I have found that people are, we are so much more similar than we are different. You know, you could, you know, you could, you could look different. You can, um, what I always, always wondered was, I was going to do a study, like, are, are individuals who are born blind, or death, or both. Are they less judgmental because they're not influenced by other things? Uh, I'll say that for different top topics. I, I've written stuff about that in the past, but it's um, it's it's just I think you know wanted to kind of just have like a reorientation to have our you know all of us reevaluate the perspectives that we take, and it doesn't mean we have to like everything. It doesn't mean we have to agree with everything. It doesn't mean we have to tolerate or accept or condone. But sometimes I think we need to learn to keep our mouths shut. And I know from working with with individuals who have been subject to uh, domestic violence, people almost invariably say, almost invariably say, I wish he or she would just hit me. I could cover up the bruise. I could cover up the scar. I could make an excuse that I fell down the stairs. I could wear a turtleneck in the summer and pretend I have a cold. Uh, 
but I can't unring the bells of what I've heard, of what I've been called. And and, and anyone who thinks cruelty has a, a, a place in, in, in an seemingly evolved society I think is is re- ridiculous and, and regressive and extremely Im- emotionally immature and you know I, I I my my passion for this field is is to help people and to help people from a place of kindness and with a place of gratitude and every time I go grocery shopping on Sundays I always say thank you God for allowing us to be able to afford money be afforded nice groceries and I'm telling you living from a place of gratitude has been transformative in my own life. And for me, it's, you know, slowing down is something that I continually try to work on. But I, I, I have always been somebody who's, and, 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 you know, this goes from early upbringing um, of my mother, you know, raising us, you know, to look at the world. Um, I was always the one who protected the bullies. I was the one who, you know, was was outspoken, and I and I thank my mother for that. That, you know, she said rules were suggestions, and to go out in the world and and to, and to change it. And and I was the anomaly. I was the one, you know, wearing jeans and wearing tattoos and and getting getting piercings and you know leather jackets, not conforming uh, to specific roles. And something I, I've 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 encouraged people to do is 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 learning to be comfortable in their own skin because we can't stop the world from happening, and we can't control what comes out of people's mouths. We can't we can't control as much as we think we can, as much as we may want to. That is that is an illusion. And to think if you can live your life and 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 have this perfect environment that 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 that's that you know that was complete control that that that's like psychological dictatorship um but you know living living in a state of fear living in a state of, of hostility is it no one deserves that no one I, it doesn't matter what what, what, what age gender race that, that that doesn't matter i think it's a reorient a reorientation to kindness and I like how he equates kindness with with being smart, and I think people confuse smartness with IQ. And you know, I do IQ testing, and IQ testing is relevant to some de- some degree, but there's multiple levels of intelligence. And I will do an episode of this because I've alluded to this. You know, Howard Gardner's work on what he called multiple intelligence. Intelligences, artistic intelligence, musical intelligence—all different types, as opposed to these these numbers that that we uh, attribute. Um, you know, where you where someone falls in this on this continuum. Um, but being smart, you know, and being kind, I think are, are synonymous. And you know, yes, are we all capable of 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 of, of I think we're as capable of being kind as we are capable of being cruel. It it simply matter. It simply is a, is a decision uh, of which path we choose. And uh, judging things, you know, I think you know you can you know. I'm not trying to get like you know so pedantic where you know I'm judging between do I want to have chicken or, or fish for dinner. I mean that 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 that's a, that's a judgment call. But I think when you place judgment. And you you superimpose your own ideologies, and and it suppresses someone else. Disagreement is healthy. 
Disagreement is necessary. Healthy disagreement is, 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 I think, crucial for our own cognitive development, for the evolution of, of, of ideologies, for, for the evolution of technology and the advancement of society. But when, you, when people cling to these rigid belief systems about, you know, race and politics and, 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 you know, the destruction that's been done in this country is, is, it's, it's atrocious. You know, we live in this world of cancel culture and woke this, and, you know, that's ridiculous. It really is. I, I, I think that's a place of cruelty. People say things and people, sometimes people say stupid things. But, but to just, you know, to eliminate someone's whole career, to change the whole trajectory of, of, of an institution or, or whatever. I mean, we are all entitled to our beliefs. We, I think we also have to have common sense of when and where do we express those beliefs and to who do we express those beliefs. That's common sense. That's being able to read a room. That's having good in, in, intuition. And if you come from a place of kindness, you're less likely to view things that are different from ourselves with hostility and with judgment and with, with, with cruelty and with, and with criticism. And criticism is not bad. Criticism is, is, you know, and that's part of, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, rational emotive therapy, is you're critiquing someone's belief system. Not saying that what you believe is wrong, but, you know, criticism is not... That's, I guess it's a variation of criticism, but saying, you know, okay, you believe that, but can you maybe possibly think of it in a different perspective? That that, that that's the Socratic dialogue. That 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 it's healthy, um, but sometimes we can we can go and be, become like just automatons and just go through life and never question anything and just say, "My way is the highway." Or my way is the right way, your way is the wrong way, my skin color is right, yours is wrong, my dialect is right, yours is wrong. And, you know, yeah, everybody's entitled to their opinions, but I think when you start to get into, you know, fragmenting the, you know, the, the, the societal infrastructure of, of us as individuals uh, that that becomes a problematic if if you know if if you if you approach the world from a cruel perspective and some people will say well the people have done me wrong so that's why well, that is no that is an excuse and not an excuse that you are even entitled to hold that is that is a ridiculous excuse what are you, what are you going to do about it and people will hold on to the past and past transgressions. And yes, sometimes the past sucks. And sometimes things that have been done to people, they suck and they can't be undone. And some bells cannot be unrung. But, you know, I've talked about this in episodes on PTSD and the past. Is that the beauty of the past is that that's where it remains in the ether of time. But, you know, the past can also be constructed in a different way for people developing if, you, if they're approached by kindness, simple, random acts of kindness. Um, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm an apostle. I'm not saying I'm a disciple. I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm not sitting, you know, uh, you know on, a, on, a, on, a, on a purple pulpit, you know, giving a sermon. I'm just, I'm just speaking from my experience as, as, as somebody in the field of psychology and psychiatry, as a neuropsychologist, as somebody who does diagnostics, as somebody who, who is, who is grateful to be entrusted with, 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 with the backgrounds and the histories and the stories of the patients that sit across from me every day, um, 
that I that I that I'm blessed to breathe, and and I, I appreciate those, and and I, I you know one of the reasons that I've said this, and, you know, I keep repeating this, one of the reasons of doing this podcast was to give a sense of hope. And give a sense of 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 of, of you know integrity uh, and legitimacy to mental health. And, and one of the things that I it's really important uh, that I want to convey is give give credibility to the belief that what other people say, do, or think about you may be wrong and may have been wrong. And you see this in things like the self-fulfilling prophecy, um, you know, telling a young girl, you know, you're fat, you're fat, or telling somebody, oh, you, you, you suck at sports, you're awful. You know, that, that, that does impact the self-esteem, but that, that, that's, that's cruelty. And cruelty can be come across, again, like very overt as, as, you know, being abuse, but cruelty can also be, uh, I think it's it's when it's when it becomes judgmental, and we decide to live in our own little box with our own little address, our own little zip code, and anybody who doesn't conform, they're wrong, or they're stupid, or they're uneducated, and 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 and, and I don't know anybody who said who you know who 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 left who died and left you boss, and and, and when did other when when did when did people who who postulate these ideologies. Um, when do they become the moral compass? And that's, and I think that's where cruelty suppresses kindness. And, you know, sometimes kindness can be keeping our mouths shut. Again, we're entitled to our beliefs. We're entitled to our opinions. Um, but it doesn't mean we have to share them all the time. Uh, there's a time and a place. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, accept everything and agree with everything. You know, kindness doesn't mean, you know, agreement. It doesn't mean uh, total acceptance. It just means, you know, the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. And I think it could be a world could be a much happier place. And um I don't know why 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 this 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 stuck out with me and you know also the fact that kindness is strength because it takes courage to you know be in a room of people who hold a specific opinion and have a dissenting view that that takes a lot of strength because you know we we we're social creatures and we we are psychological creatures and we we all have a desire to be liked and anybody who says that they don't want to be liked is a liar but i go back to that quote that i referenced by abraham maslow uh, learn to become independent of the good opinions of other people that that's different that that that's basically saying i'm not going to live my life um to make you happy I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend my waking day and be a chameleon, like I referenced in the episodes on borderline personality about being that chameleon because I, I desperately need that approval. No one needs approval. We want approval, but then you have to ask yourself, why do you want approval, and why do you want approval from that person? And if you get approval from that person, how is your life going to be different? It won't. Because it will never be enough if you constantly seek out approval. And I think sometimes, you know, people that, and, and, and just anecdotally, you see this, you know, so, you know, kind of people will adopt the whole notion of groupthink, you know, like lemmings to the sea. They may give up their own beliefs to go along with, 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 with the majority and, and independent of their own belief systems. You know, having a healthy and, 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 and a, uh, uh, seemingly healthy and, 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 and morally appropriate, you know, uh, 
view of, of the world and of people, I think, is is healthy. Um, but you know, kindness being strength, I I, I can see how that is a strength um, because. You know, again, we live between the balance of of judgment and we live on the other side of acceptance. And, you know, sometimes we live in the world of tolerance. Then ambiguity is, is a scary place for a lot of people, especially people, people struggling with mental health issues. Uh, a lot of times like with, with, with borderline, um, you know, is, you know, it, it, it's 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 a struggle to have a, a quiet mind. Um and and to just accept things and and that's really you know what mindfulness is about uh the work by John Kabat-Zinn and the his definition of mindfulness is is beautiful it's just it's it's awareness without judgment it's just notice just notice um and i think if we sometimes we have to slow ourselves down and do our own psychotherapy on ourselves and ask yourself, are you a kind or a cruel person? Ask yourself, is your child a kind or cruel person? Your parents, your neighbor, your spouse, your boss. And you know what? You, you may like the answer, you may not like the answer. But that's, that, that, that's, that's the work of cognitive behavioral therapy is taking the lenses off you know, I, I use the analogy, if you have, a, you know, yellow tinted glasses, and I say that it's a blue sky, what color is the sky? People say it's green. No, it's blue. It's perception. And I I think we, we do need, we, a lot of us distort reality um, because we have to put our heads in the pillow at night to be able to, to, to sleep. Um, so when you're in a room with people, the, the, the kindest one is going to be the smartest, and that doesn't mean it, it doesn't it, independent of what kind of job they have, what car they drive, what zip code they live in, um, where they went to school. Um, I think kindness in the world that we live in does take work. Uh, it's something that I try my best to live by. It doesn't mean that you know no one's imperfect and you can get angry and get frustrated. But if you if you you know take that step back and, and and look you know are you are you kindness are you are you kind are you cruel or are you just BSing yourself? And I think a lot of people BS our we we BS ourselves and convince ourselves. And if you go back to the episode I did on the cognitive distortions and the cognitive biases, uh, the 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 seventeen that you know Robert Leahy. Uh, is laid out. Uh, there's others, but those those are really the core ones, and 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 we all do those, and and you know that's part of doing cognitive behavioral therapy is identifying those you know irrational beliefs. Um, but 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 kindness and cruelty, uh, they 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 we walk alongside both, and both are a choice, and they are a choice that all of us are are basically make on a daily basis with whatever situation we're confronted with. Um, but, you know, cruelty is breeds hostility and it, it, it breathes life into, um, you know, disparity and into, and, and, and into, um, you know, fragmenting, you know, society and, 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 and to groups. Um, and I, and I, and I do think kindness does take work, 
Um, it, it, it's not hard. It's not easy to stand up to, to, to bullies. And I see this in the work I do with adolescents and a lot of the passive bullying. And I, I had a great conversation with, um, a friend of mine who I'm going to have on as a guest because he he's uh, he's an IT expert uh, in, in with with, with cybersecurity and we um, we talked yesterday morning about uh, having him on uh, because he's also a father and you know in this world at least in the United States where kids have access to the internet because the schools just gave all these kids Chromebooks and and iPads and whatnot, and uh, that's a whole that's a whole uh, uh, episode in and of itself is just the, the the dysfunction in the educational system in this country. Um, but I'll say that for another time, and, and I and I and I say that because I see it. And I say because I see it, I see the aftermath of it. And I say that because I see the residual impacts of it, because I'm doing diagnostics, so I hear these stories. This is not me just reading a newspaper and having an opinion on it. This is the stuff that I see. And, you know, I, you can tell it. I'm hopefully my, you know, my, 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 my passion comes out. Um, and I, again, I, I'm not, it's not about being right. It's not about being right. I think it's about being kind and paying attention to our motivations and paying attention to the things that we need to correct in our lives. Because um, maybe maybe what you were told or maybe what we were brought up with well, or maybe what we were led to believe, there's a good possibility that it it's not right. It was It's, it's wrong. And that's scary to think about. Maybe what mom and dad told me growing up it isn't right. Um, but, you know, ignorance is not an excuse. Uh, neither is, is uh, doing nothing. You know, it's like the person who complains but does nothing about it. And there's a lot of people that are just happy complaining or... You know, people say, you know, they're like in, in you know, the Prochaska and DiClemente, um, the Freeman and Dolan revised stages of change. I talked about this at one point. Um, you know, the, the, the pre contemplation stage, this is the person that comes in saying, well, I think that someday, um, I'll get to the point where I'll sit down and really maybe give the possible, really give consideration to the possibility. I mean, that, that's pre contemplation. Um, and very different than anti-contemplation, which is, this is the person like, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with what I think. There's nothing wrong with what I do. There's nothing wrong with what I say. Uh, you know what? Yeah, there is. And that, that, that's ignorance. And that I think leads to cruelty. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to have a blind acceptance and, and, and kindness doesn't also, that's kindness is not associated with, uh, agreement. You don't have to agree to be kind. Um. But it's a choice, and it's a choice that, um, you know, is is something that I, I myself try on, you know, with, when those opportunities present themselves, whether that's holding a door open at the, you know, at the bakery, you know, by my office uh, for somebody who's walking in um, or leaving, you know, a good tip for, you know, going out to dinner or, you know, Turning the car on for for you know Julie in the morning when it's when it's you know cold out and, and there's there's snow in our car. Um, those are acts of kindness we can do in our own home. I think if we can extrapolate those in, in, into kindness about um, you know 
was, I remember the, the saying, you know, basically, until you walk in someone else's shoes, you don't know their story. That's all there is to it. Until you walked in those shoes, and even though we may have had similar experiences and we can relate to people, we all have our individual experiences and our individual interpretations. But I think if it if it comes again from that place of kindness, you are a strong person. And if you are kind, whatever room that you find yourself in, just know that you are the smartest person in that room. So I appreciate you guys letting me get onto this topic. Uh, hopefully it'll get everybody kind of thinking. And um, feel free to reach out to me at uh, psychologyunplugged at outlook.com. You can get a hold of me through Psychology Today. Um, and uh, if I haven't gotten back to you, please keep reaching out. I will do my best, but I appreciate uh, the opportunity to do this on a weekly basis. And uh, God bless you guys. Stay well. I will talk to you next week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I'll talk to you. Bye, guys.